Amen. Hey, it's your boy, Big D, a.k.a. The People's Preacher, and you tune in to another amazing episode of the Av Podcast. This is a special edition. I got my brother coming from all... He's coming far, man. So tonight, before we get started, I just first of all want to thank the Lord for His amazing grace. I want to thank the Lord for... Just for... uh, Let me see. Let me do this. Just want to thank the Lord for all His goodness, all His uh, grace upon my life. For those who know, uh, I just recently got over coronavirus, and uh, it was uh, it was it was something it was something, Amen. But thank God for my wife, friends, and family who stepped up to help us to bless us. And so tonight, um, before we get started, I wanted to share a scripture, and the Bible says in Second Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "If any man be in Christ." He be a new creation, that all things passed away and all things become new. And so, in saying that is this, and the culture we live in and the world we live in, there's so many people out there that, you know what, that have identity crisis. It's like people don't know who they are. People don't know whose they are. But we, we know that, number one, we belong to Christ. We are children of God. Amen. Whose we are, we're God's. And who we are is, number one, we are forgiven, we are redeemed, we are loved. The Bible says we are adopted into the brethren, and ultimately, we will spend eternity with Jesus. So that should excite you right there that God not only created you in His image, but He brought you back to Him, He saved you, and you become a child of God. So it's, remember, whose you are, you're God's, and who... Who you uh and you've been redeemed, so what you are. So two things you gotta understand is that knowing who you are and knowing whose you are. A lot of people, you know, they run around without a father figure or mother figure in their life. So they really they have this, you know, they they feel abandoned, they feel they're orphans, but God brings you back, amen. So number one, whose you are, you're a child of God, and who do you, who are you? You're forgiven. You're forgiven, you're loved, amen. So before we go any further, I'm going to bring in my brother and we're just going to cut it up for about, you know, however long we do. So let me bring in my brother right here. For those who, uh, what do you call it, uh, don't know him, well, you're about to meet him, my brother right here. Hey, what's good, my brother? Yeah. Hey, talk to me, man. Is my brother Redden from 
the Hawaiian Islands. Come on, yes, talk to man. us. What's up, everybody? Well, I'm right here coming out of Hawaii in the uh, city of Waipahu. You know, I'm posted up right here in one of the uh, the housings, too, one of the projects, too. My mom lives uh, in them, so, uh, man, I love, I love just the people out here. I thank God for saving my life. He saw behind the coconut trees and the nice beaches. He saw past that. He saw me. And, um, man, what a blessing and a privilege that he seen past all that. And he found me in this little island, little tiny island. But God saved me. And I thank God also for sending a church called Victory Outreach. Wasn't for man. Wasn't for them, man. I would I would still be over here running these streets. Um, man, I just thank God, man, for everything. His keeping and his saving power. Ooh, come God on. Amen. One 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 of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was um let me see. Um I wanted to talk to you like where are you located exactly there in Ho in the Hawaiian Islands? Um I'm right here in the city called Pahu. I'm in this there's housing projects. It's called um Tsukasa. It's 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 man, it's wild. It's wild around over here, this area Tsukasa and Oasis. Two areas. Um, it's nearby this neighborhood called Pupuole. They call it Spook Town. A lot of people go over there to get spooked. They get scared. <laughs> pull up. They look at the beginning. It's nice. They got some trees. And then boom, they ran to some people like, oh, shoot. Never ran, I never know I'll run to these people. But yeah, this is where I'm at. And um, all right. a couple of the houses right. in the back of me. Yeah. All right. All right. So talk to us a little bit. Give us a little bit of background uh, about yourself. Um. Where were you born and where were you raised? And um, we'll go from there, man. Yes, sir. Well, I was born and raised in this beautiful island of Hawaii. Uh, I was born in a, they call it a hospital, a Kapiolani Hospital. Nice hospital. A lot of kids um, on this island come out of that hospital. Um, and uh, I was raised in this city, Wapau. And um, this city is where the city uh, where Pearl Harbor got bombed at. So a little fun fact, if you watch Pearl Harbor, um, my city was left in ruins. My city had an effect after that bombing. That's why it basically is a ghetto in a bath. Um, we once had nice... My city, we don't have beaches, but we had rivers. But after we got bombed by Japan, it's all good, though. Um, they ruined uh, our city. My city still was, like... Uh, and and um, it still was, like, messed up from that bombing. It took, like, a... Uh, um, like a bad toe. So like our parks, um, in the back there, there's like bridges. It's still in ruins. So I, there's a spot where I'm from. It's called Broken Bridge, because the bridge is broken from that bottom, from all that from all, through the Pearl Harbor days. And yeah, that's that's the background of my city. So if you ever see the movie Pearl Harbor, think of my city because it was right there where it got bombed. Hey man, talk to us a little bit about the family atmosphere there, and um, you know. Mom, dad, brothers and sisters, how, how, how was it for you, you know, uh, the family dynamic of, of you growing up there? Yeah, shoot, uh, it wasn't the best. You know, I was hoping for the best. Um, mom and pops was locked up. My dad was uh, doing this thing and pushing drugs. Um, you know, here in, island, in the islands, a lot of things are Im uh, imported, you know. Like a lot of things are in containers, you know, Manson and, and all that. A lot of things are, are came in. So with that, you know, came the drugs, came the stuff. So my dad was... Had a big part of, um, you know, pushing the drugs out here in Hawaii, um, and, and um, yeah, the, the I was surrounded in a house full of people, me on drugs. It's all I saw. 
Um, I'm coming to a home that's all. Everybody's all smoked out, you know, on whatever mm-hmm. drugs you think of. It's weed, coke, but my house was a spot. My house was uh, where you can get everything, all the, everything you needed, whatever you want, and whatever type of drug you're running. Everybody's out there drinking. So that was my atmosphere. My atmosphere was always intense. The people that would be over would be my, my dad's either. They were working for my pops or they were like, my pops. So they were like smoking and drinking too. But yeah, I grew up in the atmosphere and it was like, a, um, it wasn't the best, you know, it wasn't the best um, growing up, seeing all that. Um, you know, five years old, I wake up to like people fighting. I wake up to like seeing, you know, drug deals going on. Mm-hmm. But man, like crazy stuff, you know, all missions. I always see like my pops friends. They'll be always ready to collect, go and collect who didn't pay up and stuff. It was just like, I would be around drama. Like, I would always hear drama like this going down. This guy was short or something like that. But it was just, mm-hmm. I grew up in the atmosphere. It was never a peaceful atmosphere. It was always, there was always something going on. You know, because a lot of people, when they think about Hawaii, they think about what we see on TV, Magnum PI and, uh, you know, and all <laughs> the things on TV. But there's a side of Hawaii that, thank God that, you know, like I tell everybody, like, I don't know about you, but, you know, you know, they say when your 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 ears are ringing that people are talking about you. And I'm always talking about you, bro, because I see I see what you're doing there in, in the islands. I see the kids in the background, the videos that you post. And uh, there is definitely a need for Jesus over there. Definitely a need for men and women. And I think what I really want to accomplish with this interview, because this is part two. You were one of my originals. From when the podcast first first started, I really want to use this as a platform for you to really push the cause and what you're doing there because you're not just preaching, but you're you're putting your money where your mouth is, you're putting your time, your energy, and uh, I, I, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, I would really hope that you can get in touch with my brother, man. He he's doing a work there. Uh, if you want to join with him financially. If you want to uh, uh, connect with Tim, uh, prayer, uh, prayer, or if you're ever in the area, man. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about you as, as a teenager. I know that we talked before, so I got a little bit of background. But you know, where where were you? Where did you, where was that defining moment for you? Where you were like, you know what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the streets. I'm I'm gonna get de- this the streets. I'm gonna go. I'm, that's the way I'm going. And then we'll, we we also want to talk about. The God moment when God came into your life and saved you and reached you. Yeah, that that point uh, it was when my mom and pops got arrested. Like that was the point where like I was like, you know what, forget it. You know, I, um, so everything I saw, like once I seen my mom and pops got arrested, my house got raided. Man, hell, the choppers was outside, and you know it was just crazy. SWAT teams, right? They came at riot shields, and um, that was the point where I seen both of them was taken away. And I was like, man, you know, so who, who's going to support us now? You know, I had my grandma, but that was the point where I, I just, I hate the cops even more, you know, even though they wasn't to blame, but, but that hurted me, you know, seeing them take my mom. So I grew up hitting cops. Um, I remember, man, I remember like a couple of my boys over here that, that hate was so real for cops. I'm pretty sure everybody could relate that, that people will pull hits on cops. Like, man, like off duty, cause it's only an island here. So. People would catch them at like working out at a, at a fitness place, and they would mm-hmm. remember like, "Hey, aren't you officer so and so?" But then it, that came from my hurt, you know, because I hated cops because mom, um, I seen them arrested. They arrested my my mom, my dad, you know, and and it was just from there. I just didn't care, you know, because 
um, I was like, okay, if my mom and pops got arrested, then that's 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 gonna be the cycle for me. So I was just like, you know, I was on one after seeing that 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 hurt that that put a scar in my heart, you know, and and even visiting them there. I know I never visited my my pops. Um, I never had the time to, because he was in the mainland. He was like up there somewhere. I don't know where he was at Mississippi, but my only my mom was over here, so I had like visiting hours, mm-hmm. even just like spending like ten minutes with my mom. But now she's out, so that's where I'm actually at right now. My mom's house, Amen. not the house I grew up in, but I'm at my mom's house because, like, I uh-huh. I enjoy the freedom now, you know. Because that 10 minutes I had visiting was was the worst, you know. Like after hearing the guards, like, "Hey, man, your the time is up." So even more the heat, I was like, "Ooh, man, I hate these cops," you know. They they give me a time limit on my mom's, but you know, so that's when it kicked off. Like after my mom got arrested, that's when I was like, "I don't care," you know. It is what it is, and I'm gonna get arrested too. Hey man, let's go ahead and talk to us a little bit about um, you know your your the season that a lot of us go through before we give our life to the Lord. Um, talk to us about that 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 week or those days or those hours before your the the liquor store uh, moment. <laughs> I love that story. It's an amazing yeah. story how the Lord came into your life, bro. <laughs> I always remember. That. I always go to that. It was it was like. Seasons were like uh, I lost it all. I, be- I began to, you know, I was used to having the girls, used to having all the, you know, all the, all the beers. I was used to this like the life of the party. But when all that was like took from me, like next thing you know, I ended up I was by myself. I had nobody. Like I, I was everything that I had, it was stripped. Like all, all I didn't have all the money, but like everything that I, I desired to have. Like I had all the friends, I had all the connections, and all the connections just slowly but left everything that I, that I liked. It just like leaving you know i was like man where's it you know where's everybody at? where's everybody going and i felt uh, i was like by myself so it was it was in those times even when i would try to to get up and do something keep myself busy you know in those times i it, it just it didn't work you know because in the back of my mind i was just finding things to do because i ended up I was by myself so it was in those seasons where i was by myself so every time i would try to look for a next party right looking for a next kicking spot another house kickback Man, all, all that failed, you know, I was trying to look, so but I ended up not finding no house kickback, no finding nothing. I would end up by myself. So it was during those times where, you know, I caught myself slipping by myself. I had all the time to think. So that's what I was running from. I was running from, from me thinking, you know, I always want to do something so my mind could be off things. But for some reason, that's where, you know, I believe, man, God just got my attention. Because for, for some time I've been running, you know, I got tired. I got tired when, I, you know, after those hangovers and stuff. You know, make my little soup right there, you know, to, to you know, recover. I hated all that, you know, like the, that daily routine of, you mm-hmm. know, man, you hang over, you got to do this, you know, make a soup or eat this, eat that. After a while, I got tired, you know, and that's when, like, you know, I believe where God got a hold of my attention. And just slowly but surely, that's when, you know, the, the turning point came. Uh, take us to that, that night that you were there in your neighborhood and you were looking to get high to hang out with the homies. And then you ran into these Victory Outreach guys, and they they presented the gospel to you for the first time, or that's when it actually clicked. You know what I mean? Where the the I always yeah, yeah. say the the God moment. You know, talk to take us there, take us to that night, because you know I, I love that story. Yeah, bro. so <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a night that I'll never forget. You know, I was kicking it, all the boys was all posted up outside outside in the hood. And it was just another night, you know, another routine. Everybody just 
um, drinking, doing their thing, and then um, having a few. I was, I had my forty over there. I was sipping on some four oh, some, or you know, sipping on my. Come on, taking <laughs> some forty over there, kicking back, and then uh, you know, and then I seen this group of people um that I would I wouldn't like normally see you know on a daily. Uh, there was something about them that was attracting because we would always see people, you know, uh, passing through, sliding through the hood, and you know, we knew every car, we knew every every person that lived there. So there was just this group walking, and we're like, man, we never did see a group walking like strolling like that. Like, oh, this is this is brand new. So, you know, okay, you know, we'll see what's up, you know. So they came closer, and then uh, uh, one of them had like a jersey on. You know, he looked like he was trying to kick it too. You know, so like, oh, maybe he's just trying to kick it, have a few too. So that's when um um everything. Everything that I was going through was already in the back of my mind when I, you know, everything that was going, even though I was drinking and smoking, it was always in the back of my mind. But then as they got closer, that's when he was like, hey, what's up, man? I said, uh, oh, what's your name? And I was like, hey, what's up, man? My name's Raiden. He was like, oh, all right, cool. You guys just kicking it out here? I told him, yeah, 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 we're just kidding. I said, like, oh, well, you came to kick it? You know, you came to you came to have a few too with us? He's like, no, man. You know, I'm from a church called, um, called Victory Outreach. And, um, and I was like, what? Like, yeah, uh, when I see you, when I look at you, I see myself. It was this guy, wow, man. His name wow. is Matt, but now he, now, he, now he's a pastor. Now he's a pastor, Matt. But uh, I lived with him ever since. He's the one that took me took me in ever since. He told me, man, like, what got me was when he said that he seen himself in me. Like, that that was big because uh, I always was looking for somebody that could relate to me, you know. Besides God, you know, that of course God is the one. But, like, it was like he sent this guy, you know, to me. Like, I could, I could relate to, you know, so, you know, and he, he never looked like, he never had no suit and tie, no, no buttons and all that. He just had, you know, like, a, he had a jersey, if, if I was to be specific, you know, he had a, he had a, a Raiders jersey, you know, he had a Raiders jersey. Okay. You know, he looked like he was just trying to chill, you know, he looked like he was just trying to chill, but then, but that's what got my attention, like, oh man, like, he came, like, he looked like he was from the hood, he told me that, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I used to be out there too in the streets, you know, I used to be trying to drink my pain away and that's when the, it was just hitting me hitting me and then I, I was trying to fight back my tears but you know uh i couldn't help but to break you know and, and then that's when he's like hey, man let me pray for you man and that's when you just, i know i i dropped my 40 stopped praying for me and all my all my boys just looked at looked at us and they ended up dropping their 40s too and, and saying the prayer too so it was just like on time you know a, a moment that i always go back to even times where i face right now times that i go through right now i always go back to that moment I remember that like a stepping stone for me. Hey Amen. Fast forward a little bit, you know, after the God moment. I, I love how God meets us where we're at. You know, if everybody has a story mm -hmm. to tell. And your story was that you weren't looking for God. But God was looking for you, you know. And God sent a, mm -hmm. an unlikely person to reach you, which is amazing, bro. Um, So talk to us a little bit about the vision not so much of the church that you're part of, but of what God put in your heart. Because I know that we connect that that there's a local vision, you know, for your church, but there's also something that you do. So talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing, which what some of the things you've been doing in the in the neighborhood, uh, some of the um the events you've been putting on, just uh just how God's been using you. Yeah, sure. With with, with that, um, I've been like. Sometimes I'll be like that. Uh, I would say like, was that undercover or something? I don't know. But I'll be post up. I literally drive up in all these all these neighborhoods in Hawaii, and I would just you know I, I would I would be their friend. You know I would go into their world, and I noticed that they like basketball and stuff. Basketball, 
football. So, you know, with that, you know, um, I, uh, in the beginning, you know, in the beginning, I, it just came straight, you know, like whatever I made, my weekly, whatever I made, we, we made that work with uh, like-minded some, uh, someone like the, uh, the, the, uh, in the city where I'm from, or other cities that I go to from the neighborhood, I'll partner with them because they're the face of that city. So what I did was, was, um, we would put on these like tournaments, basketball, football, but I would, uh, the people that would help me was the ones that were, or was already a face in that neighborhood, you know? So one of them was, a. Uh, this this uh other islander you know he, he's um he he was like coming up so me and him partner up doing our first basketball tournament we brought like different hoods out and it was good to see because you know everybody was together and it was just it was just you know like everybody came together in unity there's no fights nothing popped off you know a few words was exchanged but nothing nothing ever popped off so it was that from tournaments we do um we um again we do like barbecues in the hood just to get everybody to come together, you know, like building that relationship. Cause you know, for me, I, I just want to be uh, created with the word, you know, like whatever the word of God is, or says or whatever story I wanted it. I wanted it to be modern, like to, to be creative. So like, uh, I thought of like barbecues that would get everybody together. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, everybody loves to grub, you know, come on. chop it up and eat some steak, you know, especially over here. Oh man. Some guys coming out different. They be coming like six feet. I'm like, man, what kind of steak you eat? You know? <laughs> like, man, happened to me. Like, uh, you be eating that half, half a rack of <laughs> lambs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So like, yeah, barbecue and um, barbecues, and we get everybody together from different neighborhoods. The barbecues is like a, a way to meet, you know, a way to like sit down and talk about the matters, you know, with the young kids, with the with the um, mm-hmm. with the youngs, you know, out here running wild. Because they're the ones I target the old, the OGs as well, and you know the older folks and stuff. But they want to know my heart will go out to as well the the younger ones because they're the ones just running rapid. You know they have they're the ones had the mindset that ain't got nothing to lose. So, mm-hmm. we're, but we're doing these barbecues. It got them, you know, it got them to just come together, you know, and open up. You know, it create it's like a a safe place to get created, a safe place where they could come and and, and, and you know eat, chill, and just. Let the guards down and share it, you know. So what I like love, a few, two, what I love about the um the story that you tell is the strategy. The, uh, you know, there, there's we have there's a lot of good ideas out there, and then there's those we call God ideas, and um the strategy that you share with me was like you went, you didn't just go into the neighborhood. You you went and said, who's running stuff around here? Who's in charge? Are right, you? Uh, not exactly, but hey, I, I want to partner with you. And first of all, it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of courage to go into other neighborhoods because of history and and the past, and okay. to sit there and say, you know what, I want to partner with you. I want I want to help these young people. Where did you come up with these strategies? Where did you learn this stuff? It was it God taught? Was it did you learn from man? Uh, did, did the heavens crack open and you heard the voice of God? Like, like these are some, these are stuff that people, they, they, uh, not, this is strategy. This is like, uh, it's amazing what you're, what they're, what you guys are doing there. Where did you come up with this? Like you read a book, you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like I wasn't, I wasn't deep prayer, you know, it started off when I was in deep prayer and my prayer was confirmed to, through a, uh, through a rapper, you know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a trip, you know, like, I was like, man, through a rapper, but he's also from Cali, you know, but uh, 
his name is Nipsey Hussle. You know, I got, I got a, a like, you know, not not like uh not his lifestyle, but what he was like trying to trying to, I would say trying to do with like uh like his his marathon thing. You know, I I really liked that. Like I really like how he was like, you know, do though he was like in the bad, but I seen how he was trying to do good in his community. So like when I was in deep thought, like, man, God, how cause uh how how could I bring unity in the neighborhood, you know? And mm. I was praying, praying. And then I ended up seeing, like, when he died, when Nipsey also died, because I used to listen to him before I went to church, but then I never really got into his life story. But when I did, that's when I was like, wow, like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, we we need to do, we need to bring the, the neighborhoods together. You know, we need to, we need to bring, you know, we need to do something in the neighborhood, target more the neighborhoods, you know, because people are investing monies into building this and building that. Because I know in Hawaii, into building like a rail right now so if you go to new york and you see those big trains mm-hmm. and stuff like they're trying to do that here but to me i'm like man won't we invest in in like these projects the neighborhoods you know invest in them because it's the it's them that you gotta worry about robbing in store mm-hmm. you know stealing even so why not focus so that's when uh the, the strategies start coming in okay like uh, I'm, a, I'm a target whatever if i go to a city and i hear a group of people talking about this certain group in another city i'm gonna target them so it's like whoever is you know the talk of the town or the city, that's that's the strategy. Okay, I'm gonna get them. You know, so that's how I kind of move. But even I watch the news. I watch the new local news in Hawaii. And I'll see man a shooting here or stabbing there. Or not even the news, because a lot of things in Hawaii they don't want to be on the news due to the tourists. They don't want to scare tourists into coming here. So most of the killings and stuff, it um it, it's like hidden. You know, it's under the rug. It's sweat. Mm-hmm. So. Most of the times, it'll be on the street. Like, I would hear, like, hey, man, so-and-so got killed over there, you know, and, and the family out there is in mourning or so I would, or they're crying or, you know, so I would target that. I'll be like, that's where the strategies will kick in. So I'll just be, um, keep my ear in the streets. So they'll, that's what they'll call it. You know, keep an ear in the streets and you'll find out what's going on. Um, I like to look at it, um, the method of, like, a drug dealer. The drug dealer's out there 24-7. He's out there trying to push what he got. So why not a, a believer, you know, a church, you know, like a Christian? They should be out there 24-7 to post it, you know? Like sometimes I don't even say nothing. Just you being there says it all, you know? Sometimes mm. I don't even, like, you know, I, I would preach, you know? Of course I would preach, I would pray. But sometimes I will just be there. Just be mm. there, like a presence. Just like how a drug, drug dealer's out there in the hood just posted, waiting waiting to serve people. I'm out there posted too, you know? I'm in my car. I'm a little hoopty out there, you know, chilling out there eating. Uh, they have lunch wagons. They have lunch wagons here in Hawaii, but... They call it uh the the Manapua truck. They call it the Manapua truck. So that's, that's I just you know if the hood go over there and buy, I'm gonna go there too and buy. You know I'm, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna become all things to them. You know I'm gonna you know um I'm gonna go into their world. You know then for come out into minds. You know which is the God way and stuff. So yeah, that's where the strategy basically comes from. Mm, man, that's awesome. That's an awesome um, strategy. You know, one of the things you know uh, about Christians is uh, sometimes we talk we talk a lot, we say a lot of things, and then that's it. That's all we really do. We get on Instagram and we take a couple of pictures with a homeless guy, yes. and then that's it. And uh, I yeah. see, I see. Can you, I see what you're doing over there? And um, and I and I see how you guys are moving. And um, it's 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 powerful, man. That. And 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 I'm and I'm seeing the clips that you're putting on Instagram. What is the average? Uh, I see the kids. What are some of the ages? Uh, what are some of the, like? Uh, uh, is there really um, 
a big need for father figures? Um, what kind of uh, young people are you reaching? Yeah, it's more of like the uh, like the teenagers, like the uh, sorry, the like like uh, sixteen year olds, mm -hmm. um, seventeen year olds, like around uh, around their ages, like all like mostly like sixteen, fifteen year olds. That's the ones that I really target and get to because they're the ones that's running around, you know, running rapid, and yeah, it'll be that age group. So I wanted to ask you this question. I should have asked you this one in the beginning. In 2020, it's like the whole world stopped. And we stopped and COVID came in really hard and really strong. Um, what are some of the things that you feel like you learned in 2020 that you could, you could take into 2021? Um, to be honest, I... I... I learned how to, to, to be still, you know, even though, like, I would see them, I would be on the move, though, but, like, like I'll, I would learn how to to find my moments to be still in God, you know, like, just, like, finding moments where I would just hear from Him, you know, like, mm -hmm. I would take drives to the beaches, you know, and I would just park there, you know, and, and like, when the sunrise or sunset, and I would have this time for me, so God checked in me, you know, like, um, to find moments where I could get filled and I, and I would have to make them, you know, I, I, I couldn't just rely on a prayer night, rely on what's on the schedule, what's planned or with the church. I had to fight for mine, you know, mm, at, the end of day, at the end of the day, it's going to be me before God. It ain't going to be nobody else. It ain't going to be my leader. It ain't going to be nobody, but it's going to be me. So I, I, I learned how to, how to fight it and get it on my own in a way, you know, with, with, with God. So God really like, cause um, I've been relying on services, you know, I've been relying on a, uh, prayer meetings and stuff but i know i have to get it on my own i have to make moments you know even with these jobs you know now, now i pick up two jobs so I, I had to i had to like balance and the balance is real but i'm it's doable because god is helping me you know I, that's what i learned i learned how to be still make moments find moments to be still because i mean basically my posts don't always seem like man this guy's never still but then but that's what i learned though i learned mm. man even though i was moving i'm moving in that i, I find moments to to get alone with God, you know, my drives, man, sometimes I'll be breaking down. Recently, my, my, my church man, was, I don't know he was driving by me, but he looked at I was all broken, driving on the freeway, I was all like, I looked over, that was him, and he was like, he threw up uh, one of these, these shockers. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, man, this guy, but yeah, um, it was one of those moments, though, that I found, to, get, to be still, mm -hmm. make moments like that, because that's healthy. You know, as as a, as a, as believers, you know, because we're life hits you, you know, life like work, all that it hits you, pays the toll too, you know. So um, just just finding those moments because life will throw, throw many curveballs, you know, and you just have to be ready and be still. That's what I learned from last year coming to this year. Like you know, be still, find mm. those moments because that will keep you, you know, doing all this stuff. You know, it will, it will be a reflection of. My long time with God. Ooh, so that's why come I'm on, like, come on. That's why I'm like, Amen. That's why I'm like, man, I'm a man, God. It's all you. Amen. Yeah. Where does um, where does this desire come from? To uh, you know, like I say, I watch your videos, man, and I see these young kids, man, and I can only imagine that there's probably a an entire generation of fatherless children, you know, yes, uh, yeah. or if 
maybe even an older brother that they can look to like, man, I want to be like him when I grow up or whatever. Where does this desire, where does this passion, um, because we can do it for the looks, you know, we can do it for the gram. Where does yep. this, this desire come from to want to go to the projects when you can be doing your own thing because, you know, you work and you're making money, you're living that blessed life. What, yeah. what takes you back to the projects to just, like you said, not just to preach to them, but just to be there with them. Like, where does this come from? Like, like, talk to me, man. I, uh, I know, but I want people to know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Definitely. Uh, all this comes from, like, my, my, my childhood, the way I was raised up and how I wanted, how I wanted, um, I wanted somebody to come, you know, and, 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 you know, take me out. I wanted somebody to, you know, during the time where my mom and dad got arrested, you know, I, I wanted those. So whatever I didn't have, um, I want to make sure that these, these they have the kids mm -hmm. in the hood, you know, because, you know, one day God's going to trust me with my own too, you know, and, Ooh, come and on. that's, that's what I want to carry, you know, I want to carry uh, whatever I didn't have, you know, I want to make sure they have. So going to this neighborhood, I never forget that little kid, uh, that, that, that hurt that I felt as a little kid, mm -hmm. you know, like, man, you know, but, but, um, I would carry that with me today as I'm older, I still remember like i would just like i would said i would just park in the hood i'll stroll i'll just park somewhere to park and i'll just stare you know I would look and i'll see kids running and i'll be like man i would look at one kid or look at all these kids and it would take me back to how i felt so that's mm. why that's what stirs up my passion to never forget you know never to forget because in this times like what you said bro we could be about ourselves in this pandemic you know and it's a risk you know being out there too you know i carry my mask all the time you know and it's a risk during this time but even the more, though, you know, even the more, that's when I, Ooh, I'm like, yes. man, at one time I was questioning. At one time I was like, man, this goes against everything that, you know, God called me to do, to reach out. And people can't, cannot go out no more. So I wasn't like battling fear and battling. But then I remember like, you know what? I got to, because if nobody will, then, then who will, you know? Mm, come on. So I, I just, I just went, I took that and said, you know what, God, I'm going to just step up by faith. You know, I know this virus is taking a hold of cities but i'm gonna follow the guidelines but i'm gonna still do what you call me to do so no matter what i'm gonna go out there so just by all this came from what i went through as a kid as a teenager you know i, I would base off these things what i'm doing or what god is doing through me of what all these people are going through so if i'm reaching out to a little kid i remember how i felt as a little kid if i'm reaching out to a teenager i remember you know the hurt that I went as a teenager and if i'm reaching out to a grown man I'll, mm. I'll make sure I remember how my what my pops was going through, you know, life out of prison and transition out. So I'll help guys. The older guys way older than me. I know I'll, it's hard to transition from prison from outside. So the strategy in reaching them, I would, uh, you know, help them out, whatever they need to, 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 to transition out, you know, whether if it's even like uh, groceries, you know, a job. So it, all these strategies and all these, where the passion comes from is like everything that I went through in my life that's the root of it all basically yeah. like, and all these age brackets I will, I will look at them like boom like, you know how I, how I felt in those age and what I wanted I'll make sure that you know they, they have it ooh come on amen he um, talk to us a little bit about maybe what what are you um, what are some of the things that uh, you, you're, you're planning on doing this year uh, what are some things that you uh, you know you you some Vision, goals, dreams, something. Um, what do you have, yeah. man? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, well, uh, I'm working. Uh, I'm working on. Um, I'm working on getting a bigger car for these, you know, bus or something for getting these guys, you know, picking up, um, picking up um, all these kids in the hood. But also, um, I, I'm looking up to like the saving to, to get like a, a house too, so I can um, I could bring those kids moving in with me, you know, because it, it's it's sad that um, whenever I have to drop them off. I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, a lot of the kids that, for some reason, they're, they're targeted. Like, every time I drop them off, when something happens, they end up in a coma or something happens. They got beaten up real bad. You know, this past week, one of them just came out of the coma. He just got out today. Um, you know, and so it's just that. Like, I'm working on getting a house eventually. So that's why I'm working two jobs. You know, because I wanna carry on, put a budget aside. So you know, um. Even if it's just to get a house first by the end of the year, or even when the year, or about to end, you know, because I'm I'm just trying to work on that because um these kids need it, you know, they they got nowhere to go, so that's my goal, like either get a house or or create at least a budget or an account to towards that, you know. So that's why I always I'm just trying to um cause I ain't getting younger, you know? <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting older, I'm 26, mm-hmm. you know, 30s around the corner, but that's still young, but still, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I'm trying to settle down too, though. I'm trying to like uh, settle down too. That's what. Um, so I'm trying to um, do all that. You know, work, create a budget. You looking? Um, you looking for a rib? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, with that, you know. So I'm you single and ready to mingle? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> if you're down to come with the islands with me, then let's go. Hey, there's all kind of girls talking about, I'll go to the islands, I'll go to the islands, and then when they get there, you're going to be in the projects, they're going to get mad. <laughs> but yeah, amen, yeah. bro, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful uh, vision you have. You know, if you're listening out there, and again, like you want to partner with my brother, um, there's anyone who's listening uh, who has connections and um, his part of the, the world, his part of the, the world, but um, um, talk to us a little bit about where, uh, I know you go to Victor Outreach, the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about what they're doing there in, in, in the uh, in the neighborhoods. The I know you're part of the God's Anointed Now Generation, the yes, gang, uh, yeah. not, not a real gang, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, talk to us a little bit about what your uh, the church you're part of, pastor. Uh, what are you guys doing over there? Because uh, one thing I love about Victor Outreach is, uh, you know, I mean, they're not the only ones doing it, but as far as I know, most of Victor Outreach people. They they they're not sitting in the pews, man, and uh, they're doing a the work for the Lord. So talk to us a little bit about uh, what you guys are doing out there as a ministry, uh, as a youth ministry. I know they got maybe the men's home, women's home, but um, yes. talk to us about what the Lord's doing through your ministry. Yes, definitely. Uh, we just got uh, we we got uh, we took over a place in our building. We have for years we had just the upstairs, but now we have the upstairs and the downstairs of our building. So now we just basically took over the whole building as a church, and that that was a long time coming. You know, I was mm-hmm. praying on that a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. So we got that accomplished. Um, we're also um, promoting our men's and women's homes that people can come in from the streets. You know, so that that's going good. You know, uh, one of my one of my brothers that I went to school with, uh, thank God that he sent me to him. He's now in the home. So now the home is growing. We added added one another body into that home. Amen. You know, amen. so. Uh, so I think uh, he's off the street. So yeah, um, our ministries are, are are growing. You know, transitions. We're having this. We're having a transition of uh, um, Bible study life group leaders. Um, you know, and it's it's going good right now. We're we're continuing 
for serving the community um that 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 we're entrusted with here in Hawaii. We're looking into expanding into other cities here in the island. So um, that's what's in the talks right now. We're trying to launch out a, another church. We had, but during the pandemic, um, one of our churches kind of, it didn't close, but we had to just re-strategize and we're going to uh, open it up again, but in, in, a, in another location in that city. So, you know, it's still going. So that's the talks. We're expanding. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on right now. And, uh, Victor Outreach Hawaiian Island. Amen, amen. And what are what are uh what are some of the things that you do within the church, like uh ministries? I know you're an evangelist. Yes. I think I when I when I talk to guys like you, because I have another a couple other brothers that are heavy in the streets, and I'm gonna uh, we need a people's preacher in the Hawaiian Islands. So we're gonna change your name to the people's preacher and um in the Hawaiian yes, Islands. <laughs> but uh talk to us a little bit about um what uh, you guys, uh, what you're doing over there, and ministry-wise, because uh, you know it's you. You never t- people think you got to be uh, this theologian. You got to be say twenty <laughs> years. Um, of course, we know we not we need to know our word, but you know you can be young and be used by God in the house of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about which what you're doing there in the, the local church personally. Yes. Yes, my role is uh, definitely I'm a part of the youth ministry, um, helping out, of course, with the evangelism. But um, I'm a part of uh, being, being uh, coming up with creative things for our services. You know, I'm part of a team. Um, we're basically split up in teams. So team three is my team. That's when, like, um, every third week of the month is our week. So I, I'm behind that, the team there, planning on how, how, how we could put on a creative service for the young people that, um, living in this generation, you know, making it. Mm-hmm. Um, like last time we had a glow in the dark because, you know, a lot of people like the youth, you know, have to be um, relevant to the times, you know. So mm-hmm. so just sitting down planning, like, how we could draw them. So we just had, like, a, a glow, a glow in the dark minute, um, service. We just had a concert. I had the privilege of flowing over there by all the young and all the young on. on stage. There's all being the hype man, you know, surprising. Surprising, none of them, you know, took off the shirt and go crazy. I'm like, hey, no. on stage. Like, oh. <laughs> one of them rap without touching. So I was like, oh, praise the Lord for that. But um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, part of the part of the gang. God's anointed now generation. God's gang. I, I'm creative. Uh, uh, thinking of creative ways for the services. How to do the services. Mm-hmm. How challenging is it to uh, reach this generation versus your generation? What are some of the challenges that you guys have come in uh, to encounter with? Yeah, uh, uh, it's technology. That's like the, um, you know, because that's like the face of like the mm-hmm. generation now. So um, fi- trying to find ways in technology that would be so creative and attracting that would pull in. So like this live streams is one of them. Uh, making videos, you know, that, that um, creative videos, you know, doing things that's lit. My generation, we never really care about, we, though we have phones, it was always on the outdoors. So the challenge is to get them off the phone. The problem yeah, is yeah, to yeah. have this generation get us, put the phone down, pick the Bible up or go outside, do something, you know? So it's just creating those, creating those things to get them off the phone, to put their phone down, to go out. They're getting them back to the outdoors. You know I mean? I know during this time it's hard, you know, in this pandemic, but it ain't hard to just, take a ride, drive around your city, you know, like for me, I would take them drive around the island, you know, just to remind them of this could never get old. This is your home, you know, because a lot of people of them 
you know, they want to leave and they want to get out of here, but they don't, they never see, because in Hawaii, we have two sides. We have the countryside and we have the city side. So I live on the city side. It's all city. But then I like taking the kids from the city to take them to the country. Like, you know, take them back to like, man, look, at this is actually, we actually live on an island. Like, you know, you could get off your phone and look at, you know, like look at the great outdoors, you know. So mm. that's one of the, one of the things is to, to the chance to get this generation to, you know, put the phone down for a minute or they could put, they could bring their phone. But then the fact is take them out the house, you know, because a lot of them are even stuck on game. That's it to me. Um, in order to reach them too, I'll, I'll buy a system, you know, I'll buy a system and I'll rap, talk to them. You know, on, on on live, you know, I'm like Call of Duty Warfare or something like, hey, you know, invite me out. But I would I would get into their world, mm-hmm. take them out, you know, because this generation is stuck in their phone and stuck in the games, live streaming. I did this. They could care less about the outside. So yeah. when it comes to evangelizing, hey, come outside, let's go to church, come outside. It's like I don't want to, you know, I'm on <laughs> my phone, you know, I'm on yeah. I'm on Netflix or you know I'm on. I want to do my TikTok and, you know, it's like, they yeah, got yeah. no time to go. That's why, like, a lot of, that's why, like, um, some of the churches, you know, not mine, it's not, 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 uh, no, not anybody, not any church in particular, but I see it that it's a, it's a struggle, you know, to evangelize. Hey, come to church. Our generation, they don't want to go out the house. You know, they have everything that they need at the house. You know, they have yeah. their system, they have their Netflix, their Hulus, they have all that, you know, they can do TikToks all day for more <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. just like you know, the challenge of getting them out. You know, like my generation, we love the outdoors. We love going out and you know making things. You know, running around the hood, and stuff. But yeah, that's what I would say. Amen, amen. So as we uh, we come to a a, a, a close, I I really just want, like I said, I really just wanted this time to be more to highlight what God is doing there, and uh, you know, a lot of people uh, see the, your post, I'm sure, and. You know, they see the need, they see uh, you doing, you, not just you, but I'm sure, you know, you got people with you. I seen one time you had like 17 kids in your car, man. I was like, how did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, kids on kids on kids, man. But it's great that, that God has given you a passion and a love for those kids, man. Because uh, like you said, like the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, uh, how would they know if no one goes and preaches to them? You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're bringing hope to the hopeless and we're. We're telling people about Jesus, and so as we come to an end, a closing. Uh, what are what's something on your heart, bro? What's something would you like to share to those that uh, maybe are a little fearful about going evangelizing? Not just for the pandemic, because you have a lot of Christians, and I don't think it's because they don't want to do it. They don't want to. It's not that they don't want to go to the hood. They don't want to go evangelize. I think a lot of them are intimidated. A lot of them think that they, they got to be gangster. They got to be hood. Um, what are some encouraging words could you give to someone that's got they, they got this thing in them, in their spirit? Like, I want to get out there, but they just don't. Is there any encouraging words you can give to yes. the, the future evangelists in the body of Christ? Yes, I would say, you know, have faith over fear. You know, have like a faith over that fear and if you're intimidated you know you can really don't be don't be scared step up but you can relate because in some type of way if even though you're not a gang member you're not a drug addict in some type of way you do hurt you know because we're humans we all hurt you all we all have some type of hurt mm-hmm. so with that hurt you can go out there and reach the hurt you know you could reach the hurt and if if um and if you're out there you, you don't know how to do it how 
you know, you be creative. You ask God for creativity. And man, God, give me creative how to reach, how to preach now, you know, like, so like, you know, get into the lives of these, of these people, you know, in the community, because it's like, um, trust is earned, you know, you can, we can go out there and yell at them on the mics and do all that. That's good. But if you want to go deeper and build a relationship with them, you're going to have to work with them too. You're going to have to, you know, die to yourself. Of course, like me, I have to, I have two jobs. I have to die to myself, manage my sleep, but still go out there and, and reach these people, you know, and, and during these times, you follow your guidelines, whatever the guidelines is in your city for the COVID. You be creative with it, you know. You, families, they have their um, being more mindful of all the people that don't work, you know, during this time. You know, having a list of a family, you know, or, you know, drop off groceries to them, you know. You know, you don't have to talk to them in person, but they say, hey, uh, I dropped off a grocery at your porch and go in your car and leave, you know, with the social distance stuff. You just be creative, you know, don't be intimidated, you know. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. You should mm. never fear. Have faith over fear in these times. Don't let these times scare you. You know, don't let these times um, get a hold of your, your calling. Don't let these times get you sitting down. The only time you should be sitting down is if you're praying. The only time <laughs> you on. should be on your knees is if you're praying. But Come you got to get up. You got to stand up, you know, and, and reach out. So I encourage you guys, get out there, man, for real. Like, tomorrow's never promised. You know, I see people dying every day. People dying to sleep. I pray that, you know, that you wake up as the body of Christ, that we wake up, we'll stay woke, we'll get out there, you know, despite times, we'll, we'll ask God for the right strategy, but we need, we just need to get out there, you know, don't, you know, and reach them in any way, dropping off groceries, you know, or doing drive-bys, you know, not shooting drive-bys, <laughs> drive-bys of dropping off yes, water. Yes. I know some of us got that, some of us got that EBT, you know. Come you know, on. We could split that, we could split that up, you know, half for the family. Than half of the streets, you know. Come on. We dropping off water bottles. We dropping off these things, you know, in the community, you know. So things like that, creative things. But please, with an urgency, my fellow believers out there, you know, this is for you. Let's get out there. Let's reach our communities because we could post all we like. We could be like, man, post about the times we're living in. But we need to do something about it. We can't just be behind the keyboard, you know. And you know, because uh, I seen this post, like a lot of people are keyboard gangsters. You know, Ooh, come on. Be, we, we, we shouldn't be keyboard, you know, believers. We should be actually out there, you know, yes, not yes. just preaching about the field, not just preaching about the field, but being in the field yes. and reaching the people. So I just say that with an urgency. I say that to encourage. I say that, man, to to get out there and just know that being a brother out here in the islands that's with you guys. Amen. You know, is doing Amen. it. You know, with all God. So please get out there. The laborers are few, guys. Remember that. The laborers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. It's great. So they need you. Your city needs you, guys, for real. Your city needs you. Your pastor needs you. The church needs you. Amen. Get up and get out. Amen. Come on. Hey, that's the sermon right there. We we had church right now. Amen. Go ahead and, um again, <laughs> if anybody uh would love to um yes, connect with you, anybody would like to partner with you financially uh, in prayer, where can they reach you? Um, give a shout out to the gang What day you guys are meeting uh, Shout out for your church man And then we're going to call it a day man Yes uh, well, If you can follow me on Instagram It's the number one And my name Raiden Like more to come back Raiden It's R-A-Y-D-E-N So the number one And Raiden My name You know And um, if you want to get um, What else um, Shoot Hit me up on my Instagram Hit me up um, My last name is Q U. I O C H O L E T U A. I have two last names, um, but just hit me up from there. You know, 
my church, Victory Outreach, Hawaiian Islands, my Pastor Tony and everybody, the gang out here, God's anointing our generation. Just we love you guys. And hopefully you get to come to Hawaii and hit me up on my hit me up on there, my information they gave you. And you come to Hawaii, mark my word, I'll take care of you. Take care of you. Hey, hey, now everything. That's why I wore this hat, man. I wore this hat for you, though. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But uh, hey, man, bro, I love you. I appreciate you. You're definitely an encouragement to to us. Um, and um, you do. Uh, I want to. I pray that God will continue to use you and keep you humble, and He'll send you a good. See, He'll send you a a rib because you don't want a pork chop. Amen. And he send you a woman that will back you up and, yes. and and you can continue to do ministry. Uh, remember, my brother is single. I don't know if he's ready to mingle, but amen. But again, bro, thank you for taking time <laughs> to uh, to talk to me. And uh, again, sh- share, your lo- uh, share your life with us, man. We appreciate you. God bless you, man. Bless you, my bro. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. What an amazing brother in Christ. You know, uh, the Bible speaks about don't you don't have to boast about yourself, but let others boast about you. And um, one of the things that I love about this brother is he's in the streets, man. He's in the streets every day. Uh, he, he, you know, I, I love how he said he, he balances his life for the gospel. He balances his life for the gospel. And that really hit hard because a lot of us don't balance our life for the gospel. Either we work a lot so that we're tired when we get home or we spend too much family uh, time with our family so we don't got time for ministry. And then sometimes we do so much ministry in the church we don't have time for our families and for and, and this and he said I love what he said. He said I balance my time for the ministry. I balance my time for the streets and and I love how he just encouraged everybody to get out there, get creative, ask God to give you creative ideas on how to reach the lost. Amen. And sometimes it's as simple as a bottle of water or uh, I don't know, uh, uh, in this in this time, maybe uh, some disinfectant, uh, a mask, uh, a prayer. But ultimately is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, again, for all those who have been listening that was my brother from another mother, same father, Redden. Uh, uh, I don't want to say his name because I would definitely butcher it. But he goes uh, to Hawaiian Islands, Victor Outreach. He was born and raised in the islands and he loves the Lord. And um, so it's just another example of God's grace. Amen. That how God is able to uh, to use the, the, the most unlikely people to do some great work for God. Amen. So again, um, this is the Av Podcast. Um, Normally we go a little longer, but my brother, he had to get to service. And so uh, remember, right here, we're telling stories and we're giving God glory. Pray for us, getting ready to, um, hey, what's up, my brother? Getting ready to um, put out some merchandise for the podcast. We're working on uh, some hats, uh, trying to bring the best quality logo and the best quality shirt. Big shout outs to, um, to the Lord, man. I, I want to thank God for... Just his keeping power on my life. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there. And I don't know where this is coming from. But maybe a lot of us didn't do well. Uh, we're not in crazy sin or nothing. But sometimes you make decisions in your life. And you feel like you've been counted out. Or you're disqualified. 
And I want to just encourage you tonight that if you can stand up and continue to fight the good fight, and if you can still raise your hands to praise the Lord, and if you can still say hallelujah, you're still in the game. You're still in the fight. And I want you to know tonight that God hasn't called you out. God hasn't called the, the, the game yet. So you need to get up, get prayed up, grab your Bibles, amen, grab your Bibles and get in your word and get with God, amen. And like Brother Raiden said, he said that he learned how to be still in God. He learned how to create moments with God. You know, through the busyness of this world, sometimes we forget God. And he said, I had to create moments. And that was awesome because sometimes we're like, we want God. And then we expect God to just do everything. And you got to pursue God. You got to go after God. That means putting in word, putting in work and reading your word and raising your hands when all hell is breaking loose. And so I want to challenge you, man. Remember, you're not out. God hasn't counted you out. The game isn't over. Amen. So again, I, I want to thank my brother Raiden for, I probably said his name wrong like a thousand times already, man. I'm so sorry. But this brother's Definitely um, using all his gifts and talents, man. There's so many people out there that have so many gifts and so many talents. And God wants to use them to bring him glory. Maybe there's somebody out there that you, you paint. Maybe you can paint a side of a building. First get permission, amen. Some of you guys are creative in, um, in um, art, uh, paintings, jewelry, fashion design, uh, web design. You can do anything in the name of Jesus. Amen. And glorify him. You know, you can uh, you can drive this the church bus. You can clean the church. You can um rap. You can preach. You can hold signs. You can play music. You can make beats. There's so many things we can do to bring God glory. And I love what my brother said. Ask God to give you creativity. Ask God to give you those ideas. Amen. So again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is the Ab Podcast. I'm your host, Big D, a.k.a. The People's Preacher, a.k.a. Pookie Johnson III, a.k.a. Mr. Cuckoo, Cuckoo. Amen. So I want to just let you know, remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him not perish, but have everlasting life. Remember, Jesus died on the cross for you so that you may not perish, but spend eternity with him. Today, surrender your life to the Lord. And remember, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Remember, give God glory in all you do. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Cuckoo, cuckoo. All right. I'm in-